This is a Baby Brunch podcast. What's it like owning a business and being a parent? I would say it's tough, but rewarding. I mean, I wouldn't choose anything else. Um, I think to be in a situation to kind of do your own thing and run your own business and have the freedom every day to create your day um, and do what you love, I mean, it's, it's pretty special. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Welcome to another Baby Brunch podcast and video. And today we get to chat to Frances Edwards. I'll tell you how I know Frances and why I really wanted her in this studio to have conversations, not just about parenting, but also about business. So there's one of my favorite sites online. It's called House of Cinnamon. They make the most beautiful jackets and shoes. And I really wanted one, but I've always just been surfing the net, you know, just checking it out. Lo and behold, I get an inbox from the owner and she's like, would you like to wear our jacket? And I'm like, I want Frederick. Frederick the Jacket. Who's it named after? My son. Oh, I was like, okay, I will, I will wear your son any day because he's beautiful. And I got to wear one of your items. So that's that's how I know you. But your CV is outstanding. And so I'm going to take you through this. Frances Edwards is the founder and creative director of a brand called House of Cinnamon. Please check them out online. It's really beautiful. She was born in Namibia, went to school and studied in Cape Town. And even though she has a finance business degree, which is very stunning from the University of Cape Town, She's an entrepreneur and she's creative and she resides in Johannesburg. And I want to talk to you about that. She now lives with her husband and her two children. Welcome, Francis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. House of Cinnamon in the house. <laughs> Why House of Cinnamon? Oh, good question. We actually started off as cinnamon shoes. Cinnamon because it's my favorite spice. Mm. And then I always thought cinnamon always uh, kind of gives something extra to your coffee or your milk tart. So I thought a pair of shoes always give something extra to your outfit <laughs> but then we changed it to house of cinnamon once we started bringing in different accessories i admire a mom who runs a business when i talk about business people usually go what business do you run <laughs> you know they know me as uh, entertainment yes. personality they don't know me as a business owner yes. you know, so so that's a hard sell but for me it's all about legacy and and I do it for my girls. I use this hashtag online, you know, hashtag do it for my girls. Because uh, I want them to see Mama Works. Yes. What's it like owning a business and being a parent? I would say it's tough, but rewarding. I mean, I wouldn't choose anything else. Um, I think to be in a situation to kind of do your own thing and run your own business and have the freedom every day to create your day um, and do what you love. I mean, it's, it's pretty special. Um, and also, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to try and get everything done in the mornings to spend the afternoons with my children in a perfect world. It doesn't always happen like that, but I do try and not, you know, carry on working in the afternoon when I have to spend time with them. But um, it's difficult. It's difficult because you always feel you're never doing enough. You're not enough. You're not doing enough for your kids. You think, oh, you know, my business could be bigger and better and more successful, you know, if I had more time. 
but you know, how do you divide that time? It's a tricky one. Um, but also in the end, I always think, you know, we're so hard on ourselves. You just take it day by day and you just have to know that you're trying to do your best for both. And I think, like you say, for your children to see, especially for a daughter, to see her mother work, uh, you know, and contribute and um, kind of create something, I think it's, it's an important thing for them and for my son. Um, and also, you know, I sometimes feel, you know, I, I'm not quite ready. My children are still quite young, so I'm not quite ready to give up my time with them to focus more on the business, which I think I could be doing. Um, but I'm just not ready to leave them um, for, you know, too long, too long a period or kind of give up spending time with them at the moment because I feel this is the time when you shape them and form them and hopefully by the time they're teenagers, then I can maybe <laughs> let them go a bit more. What's the one thing that you take from your own mother? I mean, there is the legacy of, I, I don't want to say having to work. Some of us must work. Yes. Some of us enjoy our yes. work. What's, what's the one thing that you get that you got from your mum that you want to continue in your own home? Um, so my mum, I think, you know, she was and is a great mum. Um, I don't have any recollections of ever being neglected or of her not being there for us. Um, and she was always very career driven and very successful. Um, and although she wanted it, she also had to, you know, my parents both had to work. Um, and she was always, I don't know how she juggled four children and a career. Uh, to this day, I'm not sure how she did it. I mean, I do sometimes remember being left at ballet and I started walking home and <laughs> that's kind of... <laughs> Eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, eating my sandwich and waiting for her for a few hours. But I mean, you know, in terms of um, lessons, um, I think just having that drive to do something for yourself and create something for yourself um, is so important. And also to have your own, you know, means of living and being able to contribute and not being being dependent. I had an aunt called Frances. <sighs> Lucky. She was the, she was like the, the matriarch of the family. You know, if, if it was Christmas, we all went to her house. Um, and from Cape Town, we would drive for hours in order to get the family to Joburg, you know, mm -hmm. because there wasn't a thing about flights. <laughs> I think my first flight was when I was 21 years yes. old. You know, <laughs> you didn't have flights. You, you kind of yes. drove and set it out. I remember. Three sisters. Three ah. sisters yeah. What was the hardest thing that has ever happened to you? Mm, I mean, there's, there's a few I can think of. Um, but probably the one that comes to mind first is um, I went to boarding school when I was probably 12 or 13. And my parents were living in Namibia and my mother wanted us to go to an all-girls school. Um, and so we had to go to Cape Town and... Um, it was an English school and I'm German. Mm. So <clears throat> the boarding, you know, leaving the home and your family and on top of not being able to speak the language <laughs> was quite difficult. But um, it also, you know, it's a, it's a big lesson in life. My husband and I always discuss, you know, if we can, would we send our kids to boarding school? Um, I'm, I'm undecided. He thinks, you know, I think he thinks it's great, but I think for, for a 
for boys, I think it's different than for girls. And also, I think it depends on your character, mm -hmm. how you cope and if you cope. Um, but I think, you know, it does take you through an important thing in your life in terms of learning independence and resilience and just becoming quite grown up very quickly. Um, but it's still a tough lesson because you, it's quite young to leave your home. And especially in your teenage years. I mean, I never even, didn't cross my mind that I was a teenager not really living at home, but mm. kind of having to deal with my own, my own everything. Someone asked me the other day, uh, how do you raise a daughter in this world? Mm. And um, I felt sorry to say that I create my own world, you know. I don't look at stats online and I don't expose myself or my brain too much to a lot of news. I enjoy positivity. Mm. I love seeing people thrive, you know. I, the day when I experience jealousy, I know that I'm at a real low because it's not a natural feeling for me, mm. you know. So, so I want to ask you, I mean, to be pushed in the world at such a young age, um, how, how do you want to raise a daughter and son? I look at you and through your sparkly eyes and your beautiful hair and that Frederick jacket that you're wearing, I mean, it looks like the world is at your feet, you know, that you could achieve and have anything you want. But what, what is your ideal for your children? What do you really want for them? Uh, well, I fear for my children because I think to grow up now is tough. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm scared of the day they become teenagers, but then I also think everybody makes such a thing these days about teenagers, but it's just, you know, it's just, you know, 12 turning 13, 14, 15, and they don't have to be difficult children, I think. I hope. I hope so too. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember being a difficult teenager. Maybe my mum would say differently, <laughs> but I just feel like there's so much pressure on these kids these days in terms of, you know, everything. And they have they have so much, so much, so much information coming into them all the time through all sorts of different media. Um, so I think for me, I just happiness. Mm. I just want them to be, oh, and confident. Mm. I think for them to be just you know from there, it's my biggest thing to try and keep them you know happy. But I don't know that's not always possible. Um, but do you kind of teach them self-confidence and try and get them to be confident because then I think they can kind of overcome most things in life you know bullying yeah. uh, effects of social media not getting into that team not getting the grade not having that friend mm. um yeah and not necessarily when I think you know I know if, if they have if they and often and and finding something that they love to do you know I think mm. if you can if you can you can make your passion your your kind of living I think that's an amazing thing to do that's what you did yeah I have two teenagers I'm a stepmom and I never thought of it I never thought of teenagers to be this you know we've arrived yes. a teenager <laughs> you know I don't remember it like that but these days it seems that it's a shock it's a shock <laughs> it is because all of a sudden, your son's voice sounds different after lockdown. And I got a fright. I saw my, I saw my child on social media last night in the form of a TikTok video. Now, I remember discussing with dad that, I hope you're listening to this, 
that you're on Instagram. I didn't know you're on TikTok. No. So that's, as a stepmommy, that's hard. Yeah. Because immediately you think that the devil's knocking on your door. Yes. You, know? <laughs> you might just think it's social media, but I'm going, where has the time gone, you know? And mm, so quick. I can't, I can't learn enough to keep up with teaching you. Mm. I, d I don't know enough. Mm. So some stuff you're going to have to learn on your own. Yes, which is also important. Which is also so hard so. to imagine. Mm. Let's talk side hustles. This is not your side hustle. This is your empire. <laughs> From cinnamon to house of cinnamon. What was it called first? Cin cinnamon shoes. Cinnamon shoes. From cinnamon shoes to house of cinnamon. <laughs> Did you actually move premises in order to change the name? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. House is just I the meta. <laughs> <laughs> How did you start your business? Who was there when you decided, because this is before kids, this is after studying, and this is after you didn't like your job. Yes. It was kind of, then it was a bit of a, a hobby and a side hustle because I was overseas, and then I <clears throat> moved to Johannesburg, and I just couldn't find ballet flats um, because I used to wear them to work. Um, right. And so I... Ballet flats is like a pump. A pump. Yeah, yeah, just a flat. It's not really for shape. a ballerina. It's like for all of us. Yes. Even though Francis is a ballerina, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and I love ballet flats. Yeah. So you couldn't find shoes that I you were looking for? I couldn't find shoes I was looking for. Uh, well, I could, you, you could always find, you know, the kind of very expensive imported pairs. Yes, Todd's. Todd's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could find. Um, which I couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. And then I thought... No one can. No Still, one can. today, no one... <laughs> You, they can only afford House of Cinnamon. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you couldn't find any. So I couldn't find any. Um, and then I met a few cobblers in Cape Town and made a few samples and then tested with friends. Well, I made a few pairs for myself. And then I thought I would just do a little test for friends. So, you know, they wanted some pairs. And then I had a little open day. And I got, got surprised that, you know, they were buying the shoes and wanted the shoes. And, and so I quit my day job and kind of carried on making the shoes. So you make it sound easy, right? But you don't just go out and find a few cobblers and you don't just go, hmm, I'm going to make a few pairs because so somewhere along the line, someone had to believe that you can do it. Because yes. the truth is, none of us resign our jobs thinking that we can. No. You know? Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the, if you could, if you could give any mom four lessons, I mean, I, I can tell you what the one is without even hearing from you. Most of us make our jobs what we needed in the first place like you really find your passion based on something that you really needed yes baby brunch exists for that exact reason the reason we support people through a subscription free platform is because first of all when i had a kid i didn't have money mm. yes i was ilana africa but who's got money to pay for a subscription to mm. some american site that's going to teach you how to raise a kid mm. you know mm -hmm. so I, I, and so i started a platform where people could get information you know, mm. who was there for you? Uh, my husband, I would say. He's um, from day one. He's always believed, um, and he doesn't really have to say it. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't say you can't or you can, or he just lets me do kind of what I think I want to do and lets me kind of um, go down my own path. He's an accountant, so often he tells me my margins aren't big enough and my Excel spreadsheet looks wrong. Accountant. <laughs> 
There's one. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm, I'm late with my end of month and all sorts of things. But um, Your vet is due, by the way. Oh, uh, yes. Am I vet? All those things. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, you know, it's important to have a partner who kind of will believe in you which, in terms of whatever you decide to do. What if he didn't? What else, what else got you to that point of, I can do this? Um, I suppose when, when I, you know, it, it was a hobby, but then I realized I really loved doing it. I never really did it. I, I, you know, if I, I was in, in banking and finance and, you know, there's not much cre creative <laughs> creativity there. And so I kind of found that outlet and it's such a rewarding, it's so rewarding um, to kind of come up with a concept and then try and, and make it and create it and then to see the end product is, is a really fulfilling thing. Who buys your shoes? Um, Ilana. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've ever made a pair of ballet flats or boots for? Oh, um, are you allowed to say? I can't name her, but she's a famous... Um, is she royal? No, not quite. I wish. Is she South African? I wish. She's South African. she on TV? No. Is she in politics? <laughs> yes, she's in politics. Okay, I can guess who it is. <laughs> she based in Cape Town? Yes. Okay. Say no more. Say no more. I wish I could make for the royals. I mean, Kate Middleton can sell. Once wow. it, when she yeah. wears something, I mean, it just goes absolutely crazy do, do you still dream after you have arrived i look at your site and it's lush and your your product is amazing it feels good when i wear your jacket i think generally a blazer gives you a type of posture that create you know it, it creates ex respect <laughs> you know it people treat me differently when i wear a peak cap to when i'm wearing a blazer and and shoes uh, interesting yeah, yeah. it's true it's true. What do you dream of? Um, Other than Kate Middleton having to wear Kate your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> making more shoes, making a new blazer. Mm. Um, uh, some lost opportunities this year because, you know, COVID kind of delayed things and I kind of feel like we're only just catching up. Mm. Um, so there's still a lot of things I want to do, but I also feel like our something for winter now is kind of too late because you know winter season here is so short mm. um so by now already i have to think of summer mm. it almost feels like the the, the term of pregnancy you know yes. before you know it the baby's arrived yes. and <laughs> and you're like ah yeah. i mean my nursery wasn't ready no no, no. wasn't ready no, with my no. second one no. it wasn't at all did you always want your children um, Did you always want children? No. Okay. I mean, I, I say no. I wasn't one. Of, I wasn't somebody who who was desperate for for children. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't kind of never really on my radar. Mm. I was kind of much more focused on um, making as much money as possible and mm. um, traveling. And um, I had much more um, of a drive to be <clears throat> successful. Um, but then it kind of all changed. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, don't, I can't even say how it happened or, or when or, you know, I kind of met, met um, now my husband and we had children very, I mean, my first was a complete surprise um, and the second was planned. <laughs> Funny that. Um, 
But yeah, there was never, but I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without them. If they had to listen to this podcast, what do you want to say to them? Um, I just think they're the most incredible children. I'm sure every mom will say that about their children. I do. Uh, yeah. I just, um, I love, you know, I just find the kid, there's these, these children these days are just different children. Mm. They're so wide awake. They're streetwise. So, they're streetwise. They're, street they're sensitive. They're perceptive. They know um, emotions. They know emotions. Yeah. They, they, you know, interested and interesting. And I just, I mean, I love spending time with them. Not all the time. <laughs> we left them downstairs. Yeah. Okay, they're not here. I could do a day without my children. <laughs> but I love them. If your mum was here, what would she say about you? Um, my mum's always been very supportive. She's been there <clears throat> I mean, throughout, you know, my university career, my um, career in finance. She would always be there if I needed her to check on a document or an email or check my grammar or my spelling. I mean, from, from, from when I, you know, and from then till now, she will still help me with, um, you know, she, she used to be, a, she was, um, she was a lecturer at university, so she, her English is, <laughs> is good. <laughs> so she's always my go-to for checking, spelling mistakes and grammar and, and all those things. And she, yeah, she's always just been, you know, I mean, I remember when, when I, when I said to my parents, I was leaving Europe to come to Johannesburg, they thought, well, why would you, why would you, you know? But she said to me, if that's what you choose and that's what you feel you must do, then that's what you must do. What do you want every person to know that gets to wear the, the garments and the items that you've made? South Africans, I think, I think more and more are becoming much more um, open to supporting local. I've seen a big change. Um, much tougher in the beginning than it is now. Um, people are much more conscious about, you know, where the product com comes from and how it was made and who made it and the time and effort that actually went into it. And um, I, think, I think a lot of people are, are becoming much more, um, uh, what's the word? They, they appreciate the product um, and they know that it's, you know, it takes a lot of time to make. Um, especially now, you know, local production is, 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 takes time and it's expensive. Um, but it's just, you know, made with much more love than anything that you can buy that's mass produced. So I think people do, they do appreciate it. I mean, obviously, you know, it is, it is more expensive. Um, but I think people also realize if they do, you know, do, do spend that money that hopefully that, that, that item will last longer than, in, you know, a few months or even a year, <laughs> hopefully younger than that. It has been wonderful chatting with you. You are radiant. We wish you wealth and happiness. Thank you. May you be Thank safe. You. Yeah, it's, it's really wonderful to get to meet the women behind the prayers that I say on my feet no. when I walk into this building every <laughs> single day. You can follow House of Cinnamon on Instagram, house underscore of underscore cinnamon. Also check out their fabulous shop. It's called houseofcinnamon.com. I'm Alana. Next to me is Francis. And this is a Baby Brunch podcast. 
This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.